is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pass! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. It's back-to-back away victories for Pompey as Paddy helps steer the Blues back in lane towards the top of the League One table. And Lane's got a chance in the penalty area and Lane makes it 3-0 to Portsmouth. He had all day to bring it down, pick his spot and he wasn't going to miss. It's Northampton Town nil, Portsmouth 3. The Northern Ireland International managed a brace on Saturday to help Portsmouth to a 3-0 win away at Northampton Town, a result which reinstates the club back into first position. We'll be hearing from Paddy Lane on tonight's show. We wanted to bounce back from the disappointment of last week and no one's more disappointed than the boys in there at the end of last Saturday and we fully heard what the fans thought of that performance. As well as head coach John Bussinio, who despite being pleased with his size's performance, is still wanting more. We earned the right, I think, in the second half to play some of the football we did. It was a pleasure to watch at times, my only criticism being that we didn't put the game further out of sight. We had chances and we had opportunities that we didn't quite take and, and I know I sound a bit greedy, but we are you know, greedy in the game. Plenty of action to pick apart from that win at six fields between now and seven o'clock, where we'll also highlight the latest action involving the Pompey women. Striker Ella Humphrey was on target on Sunday to seal a 4-0 win over London Bees. She's been speaking about the mentality she has had to build up to not make the starting 11, but still come on and make a difference. You've got to put the team first, um, you know, like everyone plays and everyone backs everyone who plays. Um, I back the girls 100% and you've got to be confident when you do come on. But obviously, you know, all the girls did such a good job, so you've got to respect them for that. But obviously it is important when you do come on that you try and make an impact. Gaffer Jay Sadler will also be delivering his post-match assessment. We scored four really well-worked goals, kept the clean sheet and obviously happy with the three points. As well as all of that, we're going to be hearing from the new chair of the Pompey Supporters Trust, Donald Vass, who outlines his vision in his new role. We're really fortunate to have a really rich and varied history at our club that we're really proud of. We want to preserve and celebrate that and pass that on to younger generations. So much to come over the course of the next hour or so here on 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Yeah, welcome along. Good evening. Thank you for choosing Express FM on this Monday night where you're listening to the Football Hour. Brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the coast and through Hampshire with a minimum of fuss. Coming your way tonight, we've got reaction to Pompey's latest league victory as well as another massive win for the women's side too. Both teams topping their respective league tables following maximum points hauls at the weekend. Paddy Lane and John Massinio feature between now and seven with their thoughts on Saturday's brisk encounter with Northampton at Sixfields, with Ella Humphrey and Jay Sadler on hand to run us through yesterday's 4-0 win for the women away at London Bees. We'll also catch up with Donald Vass, who in the past week has been appointed as chair of the Pompey Supporters Trust. And as ever, Blues fans, we want to hear from you across the course of the hour. Who was your man of the match in Saturday's win over the Cobblers? 
Was that Pompey's best performance of the season so far? And how well do you think John Bassino's side will fare in the absence of Colby Bishop over the next few weeks? 81400 is our text number. Make sure you start your messages with the word express. Alternatively, you can email sport at expressfm.com, include at expressfm over on Twitter, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Before we do go any further, however... Let's uh, take a short trip back to the frosty experience up in Northampton on Saturday, where the staff at Sixfield has worked incredibly hard in the days building up to the game to ensure the pitch was in a safe state to play on, as well as providing three soup to supporters to help deal with the extremely cold weather conditions. The temperature at times had dropped as low as minus two. John Massinho made two changes to the side that started in the midweek victory at Burton Albion just four days prior, with Colby Bishop sidelined due to an ankle injury replaced up top by Cassini Yengi and Paddy Lane reintroduced in place of Josh Martin, who dropped to the bench. Andy Moon was joined at six fields by former Pompey striker and manager Guy Whittingham. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. Well, we're playing, nonetheless. We've got the, a referee who wants to get a game on, which is a good thing. Corner kick to come in, left footed in swinger towards the far post. Raggett's header is into the back of the net. You do not leave Sean Raggett all alone from a corner. He'll punish you every time. Raggett is just not going to miss from there. And he nods it easily down. Past the goalkeeper, set piece for Pompey, Northampton nil, pause with one. And then it's lost by Northampton and Yengi's in with a chance here, and he's round the goalkeeper, and Yengi's hit the bar! Oh, I can't believe it, still there for Pompey. Kamara, chance to get across it with his left foot, lays it off for Rafferty, Rafferty whips a good delivery to the far post, charge for Yengi again, and he can't get the second shot away. It's still only 1-0, chance to make it two though. Shotnessy heads it forward, Pompey things might open up down the left for Lane, and Lane trying to get in behind it, and Paddy Lane plays it over the goalkeeper, and Paddy Lane's effort is into the back of the net, and Lane will go and celebrate with the away fans, it's a really, really well-marked goal, people around us are stood up applauding it, and Paddy Lane with the finish, Pompey double their lead, Northampton nil, Portsmouth 2. Pack grabs his man on halfway, and now Robertson drives forward, great footwork from Robertson to Sadie, 30 yards out, through the defender's legs, Tried to do it a second time and lost out. Then won it back somehow, Sadie. Sadie, chance for Christian Sadie. Left footed block and behind for a corner kick. Wow, how did he get that far? And Poppy with Robertson just outside the corner of the area and a ball to Lane. And Lane's got a chance in the penalty area. And Lane makes it 3 0 to Portsmouth. He had all day to bring it down, pick his spot, and he wasn't going to miss. Puts it past the goalkeeper. And early in the second half, it's Northampton Town nil, Portsmouth 3. Darren Drivesdale blows the final whistle and Portsmouth have got the job done at Sixfields this afternoon. They go back to the top of the table and they go back with a very comfortable and well-deserved 3-0 victory. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars.
Commentary there of the Blues 3-0 win at Northampton on Saturday where a goal from Sean Raggett at a brace from Paddy Lane helped steer Pompey back to the top of the League One standings. That clash at Sixfields was the only game to be played in League One at the weekend with most other sides in FA Cup second round action. That means John Massino's side returned to the top of the division. Now three points clear of Bolton, however, having played one game more. Crucially though, Bolton do not play until next Monday's big clash with Pompey at Fratton Park. And by the time that game in hand is played, whenever Bolton's game in hand, of course, is rescheduled for, you never know, the Blues could be even further away from them. We can dream anyway. Right, guest time now, and I'm pleased to say rejoining us tonight, we have Tom Malley. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much, Tom. Great to have you back on the show, Tom. And uh, alongside him, we've got Sam Macy too. Sam, thanks for coming on the show tonight. It's great to have you back on. Yeah, it was a pleasure to come on, Jay. Thanks for having me. Right then, Sam, where do we start? I mean, let's begin with summarising, I guess, the, the, the week just gone as a whole for Pompey, who, after a 4-0 defeat at home to Blackpool nine days ago, really needed a response in their two consecutive away days at Burton and Northampton. Sam, boy, did they provide one. Yeah, I think that was always going to be the case, wasn't it? When we did eventually lose a game, uh, obviously not having lost since March, it was it was how this, this group would respond. And I think five goals no goals conceded away from two games away from home uh, since losing to Blackpool has been brilliant and I think it was always going to sort of show the character test the resolve of this team and I think they've they passed it with flying colours and I think if you want to go up and you want to be successful that's how you react to it such a such heavy defeat as the Blackpool game mm. and I think it, is, it sort of shows your, your big players to sort of stand up and be counted like Alex Robertson two brilliant performances this week Paddy Lane with a brace and I think with, with Colby Bishop out the side, I thought uh, Cassini Yangi was brilliant up front. He was deputised on Saturday as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just for the two wins for Pompey over the course of the last two matches, Tom, that of course has pleased uh, the fan base after that defeat to Blackpool at Fratton Park. But it's also the fact that five goals scored and zero conceded after you concede four on your, ho- your own turf. You then have two away games, one on a Tuesday night, and you go and concede zero. That is a testament as well to the response, not just throughout for, for the other end where Cassini Engi and Colby Bishop have had to obviously do their bit, Paddy Lane too, Alex Robertson, the whole of that sort of front four in them respective matches. But you've got to give credit to the defence as well in Regan Paul's absence to be able to go to those two matches, the Pirelli Stadium and Sixfields, and not concede a single goal. Yeah, exactly. It's not like these were these two wins were sort of dodgy, scrapey, 1-0 victories either. These were quite convincing 2-0 and 3-0 wins. You know, like you said, five goals in the process. Um, so that's really encouraging to see. It's almost like the Blackpool game's just been brushed off and probably pretty much forgotten about by everyone now um, within the space of, what, 10 days. So, yeah, that's that's been really good. And um, as you say, the defence has been solid as well. And not only that, Raggett chipping in with a goal. So it's, it's you know, it's he's not only been helping to keep the clean sheets, but he's been contributing at the other end of the pitch as well. Mm. Out of those two matches, Sam, what has impressed you the absolute most from Pompey's performances? I know Alex Robertson's going to be an easy answer for many listening back home, but if you could pinpoint one key factor from those two games that has pleased you the most as a Pompey fan, what do you think it would be? I think it's how assured we've looked in both performances. I think if you look at... We've never really looked like conceding. I can't think off the top of my head any any big opportunities which was given up. And I think that was all... When you concede four goals, especially at home sort of keeping tight and, and keeping the defences as a unit and, and not giving up too many chances because if you look at some of the players which we faced obviously Sam Hoskins for Northampton is, is a big threat at this level then obviously Carl Stockton we know what he what he brings from from some of the performances which he's had for Morecambe over the last few years but it's, it's just it's just refreshing to see the organisation and the leadership um, from all departments I think 
as you say, Alex Robertson is the easy answer because he, he's a cut above this level. And if there's any way we can get him on a permanent, if we do go up, then then I think that'll be a shrewd bit of business. But I think there's a lot of Pompey fans sort of are saying at the moment he, he seems to be destined for the very top and who knows, potentially even breaking into that Man City first team in the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a season so far, Tom, of record-breaking moments for Pompey. Of course, 27 games unbeaten, stretching back to last campaign, of course, with that 1-0 defeat to Sheffield Wednesday back on the 11th of March. 27 league games unbeaten, ended by Blackpool nine days ago. That was a phenomenal achievement within itself to start the campaign. 16 unbeaten, go top of the table. Um, but also, Saturday marked a new club record um, of 15 consecutive away league matches without defeat and um, we, we could probably sit here and rattle off a lot of achievements this side has made since the arrival of John Massino but that is quite a phenomenal one as well isn't it because we all know that fixtures away from home regardless of it's being against the team at the top of the table or the bottom of the table to go 15 unbeaten in a row is is quite some achievement though. Yeah definitely I think it goes to that old cliche of win all your games at home and at least avoid defeat uh, every time you play away. But the fact that we've actually still been winning away is um, is really encouraging. And um, yeah, I mean, the record speaks for itself. Whether we can go on another 26, 27 game unbeaten run is uh, is going to be a challenge. But it's, we've already proven that in these past two games, the side's looking like it could well go on another run regardless of how long it is. So um, yeah, there's there's plenty of optimism to say the least. Tom, thank you ever so much for the time being. Let's get reaction now from Saturday's double goal scorer. Paddy Lane has been speaking about his performance to Max Watson. Well, Pad, apart from cold, how are you feeling after that one? Yeah, yeah you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good Saturday for us and, you know, we really want to build on that performance now and it's a great way to, a great week to bounce back from the disappointment last Saturday. A brace for you. Talk us through both of your goals. Yeah, first one, I just, I mean... I seen uh, Cass and Chris were doing the up back and through, and I seen there was a chance for me to run in behind, and we work on that most weeks. And to be fair, the keepers made my mind up for me. I seen him come out and to uh, put it over him, and you know to score in front of them at that end, it was uh, it was a special feeling again. I've got a knack of doing that away, so I want to keep that as much keep that up as much as I can. And the second one, you know, it was good to put sort of game to bed in that sense. I mean. It was, um, you know, it was a not a nervy start to the second half, but you know, it's one of them where they come out fighting after the, they've had the team talk and to get the third goal, it was, it was a good feeling again. You usually occupy the right wing position. How did you find it out on the left today? Yeah, it was good. You know, I felt, you know, me and Spax, you have a good relationship off the pitch anyway, so it was it was good to work with him. And the guy had a word with me in the week, and you know, I was I was ready to to do whatever he asked, and you know, I was. Um, you know, it's it seemed to work today. So yeah, I don't mind either side. To be fair, and I was coming inside a lot to get on the ball, which you know I, I like doing. You mentioned the conversations with the gaffer there. What did he want from you? Just sort of just to after. I mean, after last weekend, you know, I know sort of what kind of performance I had, and he was just saying just get back to what you'd been doing. And I mean, when I when I was doing that, um, you know, it was working. I kept dropping in and Sparksy going wide, and when Sparksy was inside, I was wide, and the runs in behind it caused some problems. So that's that's sort of that's sort of where we where we were at with that when the gaffer was speaking to me. Now you were quite reluctant to do it at first, but in the end you gave the fans a big cheer at the end. How good was that? Yeah, no, it's, it was good. I mean. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a great feeling, the support they gave us away, and, and Riley was like shoving me to do it. So I thought, you know, give him one, and then to be fair, Tez gave him a couple like he does. So no, it was, it, was nice, it was nice, and you know, I didn't actually see my family in there, but they were in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, to do it in front of them as well, special feeling. What's the mood like in the dressing room at the moment? Yeah, really good. Like we say, we wanted to bounce back from the disappointment of last week, and no one's more disappointed than the boys in there at the end of last Saturday. And you know, we, we fully heard what the fans were, were, were thought of that performance. And to be fair, even at the end of there, you know, they were singing that song. I, I probably can't repeat, but you know, it gives that belief and confidence that they're behind us all the way this season.
What does this week say about the squad, the fact they can take that disappointment and put it into two big away victories? Yeah, you know, huge amounts. I've, I've said it all season. The lads in there are brilliant. We, we all get on. Um, our house on fire and it shows on the pitch and the staff are great with us week in, week out as well. Winger Paddy Lane there speaking after the final whistle at Sixfields on Saturday where his brace and overall performance was integral in helping the Blues to a 3-0 victory over Northampton Town. Sean Ragged, of course, with the opener in the first half from the corner. Great header, um, great bit of persistency for him to leap up and rise the highest above that defence to knock that one in. Paddy Lane with a brace as well. One of the first half, one of the second to seal the victory for the travelling 1,400 Pompey fans at Sixfields on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. We're to come on to talk about um, the game, the, the moments of the match in greater detail in the next part of the show. But Sam, just want to talk about Paddy Lane, a brace for him on Saturday afternoon, a, a really decent performance as well off the bench at Burton in midweek. And, you know, we mentioned Alex Robertson, he gets a lot of plaudits and, and, and rightfully so, as does Colby Bishop. But Paddy Lane has um, really come into the side leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think he's he, he's been really good. I think if you look at the beginning of the season, he was probably third third or fourth choice winger sort of like on the outside looking in obviously with Gavin White and, and Anthony Scully coming into the side but I think if you look at the performances he's sort of had over the last three, four months he's been absolutely excellent I think he is probably the first choice winger now when everyone is fully fit and I think he goes through these games where he will score a couple of goals I think when he when he got that first goal of the season earlier on I think he went he, he scored it in, in the next couple of games after that and he's if he can carry on that form up with, with the amount of games we've got coming up and sort of the Bolton game next Monday, it, it's going to be a benefit for the side. You can sort of see why he was touted going to Brighton a few years ago. Yeah. And I say it's excellent recruitment from from John Mussinio and um, Richard Hughes to get him on a permanent permanent deal. And I think he was very, very highly regarded at Fleetwood and he's, he's been excellent this season, um, especially with Colby Bishop out. It was going to take someone to step up and get some goals and Thankfully, it was uh, it was Paddy Lane who did it. Mm. And speaking of Paddy Lane, he's someone that John Senior has been speaking about. We'll hear what he had to say about the Blues winger after the break. Paddy was disappointing last weekend by everybody's admission and by his own admission, having come off the back of a really good performance at Charlton. And um, I thought Josh had been excellent in the two games that he came in as well. It was just a decision that we wanted to protect him and make sure that three games in a week wasn't too much for him. So, yeah, nothing to do with form, but Paddy came in the side and, and took his opportunity brilliantly. And, yeah, turns out he's a left winger. The thoughts of Pompey's head coach to come, as well as more from Tom and Sam too, when the Football Hour returns for part two in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Welcome back, one and all, to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Tom Malley and Sam Macy alongside myself, Jake Smith, for tonight's episode, on which we've so far begun to go over the events of Saturday's tabletopping victory over Northampton for Pompey's men. That 3-0 win puts the Blues back on top of League One, three points clear of second place Bolton, going into next Monday's mouthwatering clash at Fratton Park. And that's a game we'll be focusing on more on the next 
next instalment of a football hour this coming Friday. But for now, we remain focused on the weekend's action. And Dave has got in touch on the emails uh, this evening. Good evening to you, Dave. Uh, he says uh, two away games, five goals scored, none conceded, six points won. A good week by any standards and achieved with regulars such as Bishop, Morrell and Poole absent for various reasons. Looking at the league table, it also shows just how important maximum points were from the past two matches. This squad is slowly passing all of the tests required to qualify seriously as a contender for automatic promotion. Bring on Bolton in a week's time. Probably as tough an opposition as we'll face all season in League One. It's a game Pompey can win on TV under the lights at Fratton Park. And can on the email is capitalised by Dave. And I admire the spirit and the attitude of that comment, Dave. Thank you very much for getting in touch this evening. I'm going to bring Tom and Sam back into the conversation very shortly, but not before we hear that post-match interview with the Pompey boss, who was first asked by Andy Moon to describe his side's performance. From start to finish, I thought we were we were excellent. The uh, the performance in in the first half, you know, coming off the back of a, a pretty professional performance on Tuesday night and, and doing obviously enough to win the game, uh, I thought we did more of the same in in the in the first half. We were we were professional and we were brave on the ball, but um, you know we earned the right I think in the second half to play some of the football we did. It was it was a pleasure to watch at times. My only criticism being that we didn't put the game um, further out of sight. Uh, we had chances and we had opportunities that we didn't quite take. And, and I know I sound a bit greedy, but we are all um, you know greedy in the game. So we've been there before. I'm um, feeling up away from home and um, having a nervy final few minutes with the uh, Barnsley game. So um, that was the only bit that uh, that could have been better. But apart from that, uh, you know, uh, a really, really good afternoon for the lads. Sean Raggett with another one of those work set pieces. Yeah, um, <laughs> really, really you know, a, a massive threat in in both boxes. Uh, sorry, a massive threat in, in the opposition box and, and heads everything away in our box as well. Um, we know that about about Sean and, and probably um, even better from from in today. I thought a lot of our play came uh, through Sean and through Connor. The two centre halves are really brave on the ball and and that was really pleasing. And and when you have centre halves that are that much of a threat from uh, set pieces, it makes a real difference. And the delivery was good. When the delivery is good and we attack the ball well, it is a pretty simple game. And thankfully, yeah, we got the goal. And, and the goal opened the game up a bit as well, and that really suited us. And Paddy got his rewards today as well. Yeah, and you know Paddy was um, disappointing last weekend by everybody's admission and by his own admission, having come off the back of a really good performance at Charlton. And um, I thought Josh had been excellent in the two games that he came in as well, um, all things considered. And uh, it was just a, de- just a decision that we wanted to um, protect him and make sure that three games in a week wasn't too much for him. And uh, so yeah, nothing to do with um, form. But Paddy came in the side and, and took his opportunity brilliantly. And yeah, it turns out he's a left winger. What did you make of uh, Cassini Yengi's uh, performance planning for Colby today? I thought he was a constant threat, a uh, real, you know, real threat in behind, considering that's Cassini's first league start and um, you know, his, his first 90 minutes for, for a while, I don't know if I'm wrong on that. But, it, but anyway, um, you know, regardless, I thought he was, he was excellent when he did the simple things, he did them really well. He was probably unlucky not to have a penalty in the first half, unlucky not to score when he hit the bar. And for him to come in after what is it, 18 league games without a start and coming to do as well as he did against a really good side. Um, absolutely thrilled for him. And that's the, the most pleasing thing is, you know, when Cassini's scoring the goals, it's, it's brilliant, but there's so much more to his game that he um, has developed and needs to th- further develop. And, um, you know, once he does that, he's, he'll be an even better centre forward. 
people are always going to look ahead to games like the Bolton game and when you play other sides at the top. But how important is it to be able to come here and, and, and win at places like this the way you've done today? Oh, really important, uh, especially considering what had happened this time last week. This time last week we were, uh, you know, <laughs> staring down the barrel 4-0. We'd, we lost uh, quite deservedly at home. We had two tough away games coming up and it was a big, big test for the for the squad. And, uh, you know, especially considering <laughs> what Northampton did to Blackpool on, on Tuesday night where they were thoroughly deserving of their victory. We knew it was going to be a good side who would come off the back of three wins on the spin, a bit of momentum from last season and plenty of good players. So to do what we did today in the style that we did was um, was excellent. Uh, how is Colby? I'd imagine you've got the scan results by now. Yeah, so uh, Colby's OK. It's it's hopefully... Uh, we, we're sending it to um, a second opinion um, because we're relatively positive on it. So hopefully we're, we're thinking it's going to be about a month, um, which is which is good news. Uh, there's just a couple of things we, we have to check and it won't make too much um, medical sense. I just trust the physio. But um, there's scar tissue in there from a previous injury which sometimes shows up on a scan. So we have to make sure that's why we want to see the second opinion. But um, not the... Not the terrible news I think everything everybody was um, uh, was fearing it could be um, you know it's, it's not going to be a quick fix but um, hopefully we're looking at well we are looking at weeks rather than months at this stage so it's only back this year hopefully uh, yeah I'd be very surprised if, if not especially with Colby's um, constitution and, and the way that he wants to get back in, and play so um, yeah I, I think uh, that's also a bit of good news uh, finally I know players don't like to wear gloves but uh, is that the same for coaches on the touchline when it's this cold I, I've no problem if any of the coaches wear gloves but I'm not going to do it I never wore them as a player and um, yeah and my hands were fine it wasn't wasn't my hands it was my feet that have gone <laughs> so, you're tougher than me John <laughs> yeah um, it's my I can I can put my hands uh, I can put my hands in my pockets which is all right or, or cross my arms but yeah that was, uh, that was certainly up there with with one of the coldest <laughs> coldest I've ever been um, on a football pitch or off a football pitch that was uh, it was a, a special one today John Massino speaking there with our friend and colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Solent and I'm glad he, uh, he his fingers and toes are all right because mine weren't up there in the press box Six fields, very, very cold on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sam Macy and Tom Malley alongside us on the Football Hour this evening. Tom, um, a very good point made by John Massino in that interview about wanting to put the game to bed. You'd think that going away from home or any, really any match and, and securing a 3-0 win um, would be pleasing for the gaffer. But does that show the kind of attitude that John Massino's got, having acknowledged the fact that maybe Pompey couldn't and should have had a fourth or a fifth or even a sixth in that game and, and perhaps on another day that lack of, of that clinical edge in the match might come back to haunt them like it nearly did at Barnsley way back in September Yeah definitely and that, that Barnsley game could have been a factor in why I wanted to get that game put to bed. Um, at 2-0 at half-time, yeah, there's always that risk of taking your foot off the pedals, thinking that the game's already won. Um, I'm sure they don't, but obviously, you know, it can happen, and it has happened before. So to go out in the second half, get that third, um, and really put the game to bed and seal the three points was um, was really good to see, and and hopefully we can continue doing that throughout the season. It might even be good preparation for, for the Bolton game if we're in a similar sort of situation, and just drill it into these players' head that the game is not won only 2-0. Um, even 3-0 can be risky. So, you know, just to, to get in that mentality of just trying to keep scoring more and more goals is, um, yeah, it's a good thing. It is indeed. Uh, Sam, let's go through the goals uh, in chronological order then. Pompey took the lead on the 11th minute. Sean Raggett heading in from uh, Jack Sparks' corner in front of that away uh, travelling faithful at Sixfields on Saturday. Um, does that really emphasise to you the kind of qualities that Sean Raggett 
can bring to this side and I know many have perhaps doubted him coming in for Regan Paul and the qualities that Paul leaves behind with his season end, ending injury but that's what you get with Sean Ragged isn't it he doesn't he doesn't shy away from committing his body 110% particularly from these set piece routines yeah I think if you leave Sean Raggett free in the six yard box he, he's going to put that ball on the net 10 times out of 10 mm-hmm. it's, it's his bread and butter really and I think we've spoken over the years about Sean Raggett um, at length Jake and I think that he We've said for, for for seasons now that in the air he is probably the best centre half in League One. It's just the sort of the the weaknesses when he's on the ball and sort of is being pressured and and, and things. Um, but I say if you, if you leave him that much time and space in the box, then he's he's going to tuck it away. Um, I, I think I think he's been really good as well since um, since Regan Paul got the injury. I think there's been a lot of talk about players coming into the football club, sort of centre halves who we're going to need in January to sort of. You utilize that ball playing ability, as we know Sean Raggett is limited. But I think if you if you put him in that position where he's he, he's winning balls in the air and, and he's able to sort of play his game, then there's not many better at this level. But if he can sort of be protected a little by Shocknessy with, with with the ball playing abilities, then I don't see why Sean Raggett can't be a, a key member of this squad going forward. But mm. yeah, I was really happy for him to get that first goal of the season. And and I say you think at this point people would know to to mark Sean Raggett in the six yard box. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't be revealing that secret secret to any other League One defences. Uh, Sam will we'll happily continue that trend. Twentieth uh, minute, there was a double chance for Pompey. Cassini Yengi, of course, coming in in place for Colby Bishop, who we just heard there from from Andy Moon and John Cassini will be out for a matter of weeks. Cassini Yengi took it round the goalkeeper, funded an effort onto the bar. There was a defender covering the goal as well. Uh, the ball was actually floated back in by Rafferty. Really good first time delivery. Christian Sadie touched it down to Yengi again, whose effort was blocked and that was one of many opportunities Tom on Saturday where Pompey's persistent persistency with their build-up play the nice intricate one two one two time passes uh, the little triangles as well the link-up play between that front four four was exquisite for most of the game and, and that could have easily been a goal for Cassini Yengi and you can't help but feel that despite his efforts despite not getting on the score sheet he was a valuable member of the team on Saturday and, and deservedly obviously um, overriding Colby Bishop due to his injury. Yeah, definitely. He was unlucky with that chance um, as it came back off the bar. But he's he's. I think he just needs a bit of confidence. Um, he had such a good start, didn't he, in his first few games? I think he got four goals in in his first three. And to be fair, he he could well be a victim of his own success in that period. I think more has probably been expected of him since, um, albeit he did have an injury. Um, but I think now he's got a really good opportunity to shine. And yeah, he just. I think as, as soon as he can get a goal uh, again, his confidence will pick up um, because I think there's a really good player in there. And um, the fact that he's he's automatically starting ahead of Sadie in that position as well. I know Sadie's a bit better just behind the striker, but um, yeah, I, I've got confidence that Yengi can fill in and and uh, bring the goals. Perhaps not quite as clinically and proficiently as Bishop, but there's definitely a player in there, and um, that goal's only a matter of time away. A bizarre moment. I thought at least Sam in the twenty sixth minute. Oh, sorry, the twenty second minute. Will Norris, Pompey's goalkeeper, booked for time-wasting. Um, from what I could perceive, it was a first-time offence. Uh, the game was only 1-0. Uh, it wasn't really much real need to time-waste. Um, the referee had, had issued the yellow card to Pompey Shotstopper, and it really came off the back of uh, a couple of moments where the Northampton fans were getting on the back of Pompey's goalkeeper for slowing play down. But during those instances, Will Norris had the ball at feet, and the ball was actually technically in play. He didn't have it in his arms, he wasn't wasting 
wasting time um, by the definition of the law. He was just slowing the game down. And the Northampton attackers weren't closing him down quick enough. And, and he was allowed the opportunity to do that. The first instance he took a bit of time taking a goal kick, he, goal kick, he was issued a yellow card. That, to me, Sam, I know it didn't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things at the end of the match, but seemed a bit of a bizarre decision to book someone for time wasting 22 minutes into a game for a first-time offence. Yeah, I think that's sort of one thing which refs are trying to clamp down on this season. That we've we sort we've sort of seen the stupid amount of added time at the end of halves. Um, so thinking back to that Cheltenham game with the twenty five odd minutes or whatever it was added time, which which we had at Fran Park. But yeah, I think I think they're they're going to be hot on it this year. I think I've no issues with Will Norris time wasting. I think as the old cliche goes, you're most vulnerable when you've just scored. And if he's mm. taken this thing out of the game to sort of allow us to sort of get our breath, regroup, and if you, if you look at the grand scheme of the game, then it worked. So he, he sort of took this thing out of the game, allowed us to regroup, and then applied a little bit more pressure on the Northampton goal, and we got that second goal. I think I've got no issues with, with game management. I think if you look at a prime example, uh, every Wickham team, which, we, we've, which we've seen at Fratton Park over the last few years, has been masters of sort of time wasting their dark art. So yeah. I've got no issues with game management. Um, and if he's going to take a book in for it, and then sort of shut those those Northampton fans up, then I've got no issues with it. <laughs> uh, Tom, what did you make of Paddy Lane's first goal on Saturday, the, the second of Pompey's match, uh, 26 minutes in, dinked it over the goalkeeper who'd come running out of his goal to try and close the winger down. It was actually his goal kick which was intercepted by Pompey, a bit of a, a sloppy goal kick taken by him. Christian Sadie um, had knocked it down to Cassini Yengi, um, or sorry, received it from Cassini Yengi and passed it through to Paddy Lane who made the perfectly run uh, time run to beat the offside trap and dink it over the goalkeeper. What did you make of that goal and the, the, the that real persistency again to, to chase that ball down and capitalise off a mistake? Yeah, that was a really good goal. Um, probably helped by, by some dodgy keeping, um, but nonetheless, that was a great finish under pressure as the goalie's um, charging towards him as well. Um, and he followed that up with another in the second half. Obviously, yeah, he's he's a player that's really coming into his own now. He's really hitting the ground running. And I think he's he's probably the most influential player or the one of the strongest in attack when we haven't got Bishop. And um, if he can keep that up, then um, Bishop's absence might go unnoticed um, as such, if you like. But um, yeah, he's, he's really impressing at the moment and he's really stepping up to the play when we need him. Mm. And Jobacino mentioned in his interview, Sam, that he's probably recognised that Paddy Lane is more of a left winger now after his display at Northampton on Saturday. So that's something you can get behind. And, and if so, where does that leave someone like Abu Kamara? I think uh, Abu Kamara, again, he was, he was excellent on the weekend. I think he's, he's sort of a better player on the right-hand side as well. Uh, I think if you've got that many good players, then you sort of fit them in any which way you can. Um, I think if you look at Kamara, his game this year, a lot of it has been trying to sort of come inside onto that right foot and and, and have and sort of um, take some shots. But sort of just looking at him from, from my perspective, he, he's, he's very good when he takes the man on and tries to go on the outside. And he's not done that enough. Where he's obviously right footed and he plays on the left hand side, he, he sort of tries to come inside quite a lot and then. When he does beat his man and go on the outside, he can then whip balls into the box. And if you've got the, you've got a striker sort of Yang Yan Bishop, a sort of six foot two plus, then they're going to have balls to attack. If you look at hmm. a lot of the goals which 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 Yang Yi scored at the beginning of the season, it was attacking that, attacking the ball and getting in front of his man. So hopefully, if if Kamara is playing on the right, he can use that right foot to to his the best of his ability ability and get balls in the box. I think last season one of the sort of key factors why. Um, 
what, why we as fans got so frustrated was the lack of service into Colby Bishop. And if, you, if you're utilising a player with the speed of Abu Kamara and if you can get balls into the box for someone like Bishop or Yangi, then it's, it's, it's a different dimension. And then you, you sort of free up Paddy Lane, who's shown that he is probably the better the better sort of winger in front of goal to sort of get in get into those uh, goals going opportunities at the back post mm. on to the third goal and the uh, the events of the second half in just a few moments going to get some more reaction from across our social media platforms now Linda Mayo getting in touch on the email saying they say football is a funny old game and with the result on Saturday it seems that way Blackpool beat us Northampton beat Blackpool and we beat Northampton this is an unpredictable league sometimes. I think the performance was probably one of our better performances lately and was Raggett's best performance since coming back for Regan Paul. He also gives us that attacking option too. Paddy Lane was outstanding on Saturday and to score three goals without Bishop shows the depth of the squad. But I think the whole team deserves praise for winning our last two away matches after the disappointment against Blackpool. Hopefully we can do it against Bolton next Monday. Play at Pompey. Thank you very much, Linda, for getting in touch there on the emails. Over on Twitter, some reaction from Saturday afternoon's game. Harvey Marks saying, normality resumed. We needed a reaction this week. Was always going to be an interesting one to see how this side recovered after our first defeat. Six points, five scores. Scored zero conceded, no meltdown. These boys are just different. Harvey Marks there on Twitter. Uh, ben Pay who says uh, when we signed Alex Robertson, uh, the quote: "Why sign a guy who has made just three senior appearances for Ross County?" Paddy Lane was also struggling for games at Fleetwood, and Ben Pay uh, ends his tweet by saying, "I think the recruitment team know what they're doing." And a very good point there from Ben Pay. Um, Alan Stone says, "Given our injuries to key." players just how did uh, how did Pompey serve up uh, that dollop of champagne footy maybe a big selection headache coming up for the moose hashtag racket for England says Alan Stone over on Twitter and one final one here from Matt who says what a response to the last two games I don't want to be over the top here but those that stayed against Blackpool that sung and clapped them off would have helped maintain that mentality we'd built as a team highlights the importance of backing them when the chips are down Matt there on social media um, and Tom that is something Something that actually Paddy Lane highlighted in his interview back in part one, if you can recall, that the fans after the Blackpool defeat, even at 4-0 down, singing towards the end, there wasn't any booing. Uh, and whilst, of course, we don't blame anyone for leaving, particularly at 4-0 down, uh, there wasn't any getting back into that match and, and people have their reasons for doing so. But those that did stay and cheer, cheer the lads on and, and welcome them along the side of the pitch in their post-match sort of lap of honour, um, that, that did, as Paddy Lay mentioned, Tom, ha- have the impact on Saturday and, and on Tuesday to to inspire them to get that response. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we don't need to keep going out how good our fans are. We know exactly what we're like. We will always get behind the team. Um, That Blackpool game took it to another level, I think. I think that was probably partly because with it being our first defeat, the the grand scheme of things, it wasn't the most horrendous thing. It was a bad result, but it was the first defeat and it's not like that had been going on all season. Um, The hope was probably that we'd bounce back from it very quickly and that's why the fans were constantly showing their support in the final 10 minutes against in that Blackpool game and um, that's exactly what's happened. We've we've bounced back with two straight wins and and that's it. As I said earlier, the the Blackpool game is now just a distant memory, to be honest. and with every performance, every victory we keep picking up, the, the support's only going to keep better, uh, keep getting better, especially if we keep putting teams away like we did uh, Northampton. Mm. Um, Paddy Lane with Pompey's third on Saturday in the 48th minute. Alex Robertson with the ball over the top to him just three minutes into the second half, um, sealing the victory for Pompey and the end turned out to be the last goal of the game. Nice controlled touch in loads of space on the left-hand side and tucking it underneath the goalkeeper. We've spoken a lot about Paddy Lane on tonight's show, um, Sam, and we're not going to 
you know, sort of continue banging on the drum. And Alex Robertson, we know, is a, a fantastic player. But I just want to talk about the fact that Saturday's game was a rescheduled game from September due to an international break. We've got that match over and done with now. The Barnsley game, of course, as we know, was rescheduled back in September for a very quick turnaround. Are you pleased as a Pompey fan to have these games played as soon as possible and have points on the board? Or would you rather... As as we have been in previous seasons, being in the shoes of someone like Bolton Wanderers, who they might be three points behind, but they've got that game in hand. I'd rather have the points on the board. I think mm. we've all, it's it's so easy to give yourself the three points, but you know as well as I do, in, in League One, anything can sort of happen on any given day. Um, it's it, it's nice to have that that cushion, and until Bolton have the points on the board, we're top of the league, and and, and that's sort of that's all you can really say. Um, the, it's very much the balls in our in our court now, and. When when it does get to the sort of the, the the crunch time, the end of the season, sort of the business end of the season, having games sort of Saturday Tuesday isn't ideal. Um, if you've got the points on the board and you've got a full week to recover, that's only a good thing. And especially with things sort of like injuries happening, you look at um, obviously we've had a, a lot of injuries recently. Anyway, if you play Tuesday Saturday later on this season when the players are back and fully fit you're only going to sort of cause re-aggravations and mm. we do have a deep squad and we can sort of rotate in the in, in the um in the, in the uh, Papa John's trophy and we can sort of give the depth players sort of games then but in the league we, we want to be playing your star players and your best players and if we are playing as, as, as little games as possible when it's crunch time I think that's only going to be a positive plus Bolton is sort of going to get the fatigue um more so than we are Oxford as well having have the have, uh, the game in hand and so I'm just glad we got the points on the board mm, Absolutely and really interesting to see the replies from Northampton Town fans on, on Twitter following the club's uh, full-time tweet um, one here saying hands down one of the best team uh, I've seen us play in years almost a joy to watch good luck to Pompey um, Harry Wilson a Northampton fan replied saying not even that bad of a performance just a shame we played Man City uh, in disguise and uh, Justin replied with the most outclassed we've been by a side of the league in several seasons um, in saying that we've not been clinical from two to three great situations and quite frankly the the, the onwards moment from that tweet is, is more on Northampton and, and their issues which we're not going to dive into of course but really refreshing to see that even the Northampton fans were full of praise for Pompey on Saturday afternoon and some really really nice comments about the Blues performance as well even more so from Sky Sports' own Alan McAnally It's a lovely day if you're a Portsmouth fan Really was a lovely day if you're a Portsmouth fan. Right, we've just passed quarter to seven now, so I suppose we'd better head off into our second and final ad break of this evening's show. But when we come back, we'd like to be reading out even more of your interaction from back home. If you don't know by now, here's how you can get involved. It's 81400 on the text. Start those messages with the word express. Email sport at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm within your tweets over on Twitter, or X as it's known now known nowadays. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And when we return, we'll have a final thoughts of both Tom and Sam, hear from the uh, Pompey Supporters Trust Chairman Donald Vass and provide reaction to Sunday's table-topping victory for the Pompey women with head coach Jay Sadler featuring too. I think it's crazy to think you can have players of Kelsey, Izzy, Danny, Ella, Emily's quality on the bench. It shows how far we've come in such a short space of time. Hear from Jay there and striker Ella Hunt 3-2 on the conclusion of the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. 
the world is your oyster. With many bus routes offering services late into the evening, from 7pm every day you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South. So whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, on a late shift or just enjoying late night bus rides, visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Hello there, welcome along for one last time this evening to the Football Hour, supported by our partners Stagecoach South. Jeff Dorsett is back with a soft rock show in just over 10 minutes here on Express FM, but between now and then, we've still got a bit more to go through here on the Football Hour. After the men's 3-0 success over Northampton on Saturday, the Pompey women had the opportunity to round the weekend off with another win, and another uh, which would secure their own ascent back to the top of their respective league. And following a 4-0 win away at London Bees, that was exactly what the Blues did. Thanks to girls from Jazz Younger, Emma Jones, Danny Lane and Ella Humphrey on Sunday. That result, as well as a defeat elsewhere for previous leaders, Hashtag United, puts Jay Sadler's side back on top of the FA Women's National League's Southern Premier Division. The Blues are now level on points with Hashtag, but have an incredible goal difference of plus 42 after just 10 games played. Hashtag themselves, a goal difference of just plus 12. After the game, Max Swatton from the club's media team spoke with goal scorer Ella Humphrey. Well, Ella, you started the game on the bench, you came off it, got an assist and a goal. How pleasing is it to make such an impact later on? Yeah, it's good. Obviously, with games like that, you know, it gets a bit scrappy towards the end. Um, you want to come on and make an impact. Um, obviously, got the assist. I was happy with that. Um, and then Quirky puts a lovely ball through um, and I finished it. So, yeah, it's good to uh, be able to come on and feel like you've really made a difference to the game. What did Jay want from you and, and what did he say to you as you went on the pitch? Just to sort of play with power, play with purpose. Um, he wanted us to sort of stay high press, um, keep the game alive really, because obviously games like this sort of, you know, start, like, start to get a bit scrappy. So yeah, he just sort of said, come on, do your thing. Um, and yeah, I'm happy with it. What did you make of the game whilst you were sort of looking at it on the bench? What did you think you could add to it? Obviously we had sort of like to start off with difficulties, like the pitch isn't, you know, best to play on. Um, but I think we dealt with it really well. Um, you know, we've had quite a few. We had quite a few chances at the beginning. Um, they defended fairly well at the beginning, but we sort of once we made a breakthrough, I think we we did well, and you know, we played the ball round well. Um, they sat quite deep, so we had to try and figure that out. But I think we we figured it out. And we did really well. You'll obviously be frustrated to start on the bench and, and not get 90 minutes. But what does it say about the mentality within this team? The fact that you can put that behind you and come on and, and make such an impact. You've got to put the team first. Um, you know, like we. Everyone plays and everyone backs everyone who plays. Um, I back the girls 100%, and you know, you, you've got to you've got to be confident when you do come on. Um, but obviously, you know, all the girls did such a good job. Um, so you know, you've got to you've got to respect them for that. But obviously, it is important when you do come on that you try and make an impact um, because every minute counts. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, you're just playing the game to win, and we we did that. Ella Humphrey then delighted with the win and her goal, which contributed toward it. But what did Jay Sadler himself think of the game? Max Swatton first asked that although every point is crucial, how important it was to go to London Bees and secure all three. Yeah, it was vitally important. Um, we said that in the build-up. Um, we're coming back into the league and, and ultimately three points are at stake and we want to get the three points. And We focused a lot on our performance. Um, however, we, we spoke also about having to be adaptable and today we had to be adaptable. Um, they at times played a back six, um, which was extremely frustrating. They, As I said, they, they nullified a lot of the space in and around the 18-yard box and it was down to us to be patient um, and not to lose the ball. I think there were a, a couple of turnovers early where um, they've kind of, we've given them opportunities to get into our 
half, but as soon as we got the ball down, we started playing, we were able to probe and, and find a way to score goals, and we've scored four really well-worked goals, um, kept the clean sheet, and obviously happy with the three points. Aside from the goals, what else pleased you about the performance, and what is there perhaps to work on after that? I think there was a real good professionalism about the group today. Um, as I said, all week um, there's been a little bit of been some question marks around whether the game is going to be on with obviously freezing temperatures over the weekend. Um, the pitch played well, obviously towards the end it churned up and again we had to be adaptable with the, with the conditions. It's, it's not the, the, the widest of pitches so when we did switch the ball we, we found ourselves again continuously playing against the block. So we had to find ways and this group found a way. Um, the problem solved um, with the first goal from a, from a corner which was obviously well worked, um, some real good short corner routines in there and we've been working on that and then the second one for me was the, the, the pick of the bunch really, working the ball from right to left, getting bodies in the box and, and finding the goal and we didn't give up, even the subs, that's what I was really happy with, the, the kind of subs that came off the bench and finished the game for us, Danny Lane getting a goal, Ella Hunt through the goal and assist and it just shows the quality we have throughout the squad. Talk to us about that second goal, how pleasing is it to see a move like that come off as manager? Very, very happy, very happy, because we've worked on it all week and we've spoken about um, the how the ball moves quicker um, than the player and, and if you are going to break a block, um, you've got to beat the block and to beat it, you need patience, so you need to switch the ball um, but you also uh, need to have penetration at the right times and, and pace on the ball and that's what we had from right with Nick all the way through, I think it touched three or four players, we're able to probe them out of their shape and then find spaces in behind, great low driven cross and, and then bodies in the box to finish it, so we're extremely pleased that a lot of the work we've been doing in the week is now transferring into into, into the game and, and like I said, transferring into success and goals. So we've got to be really pleased and, and again, I was really happy with the clean sheet as well. I think to, to get another clean sheet, add another one to the tally, it just shows not only can we score goals, but we can keep them at bay as well. You said about the subs, how pleasing is it that you've got Danny Lane who can come off and get a goal and then Ella Humphrey getting the assist for Danny Lane and, and finishing off a really, really blistering counter-attack? I think it's crazy to think you can have players of Kelsey, Izzy, Danny, Ella, Emily's quality on the bench. It shows how far we've come in such a short space of time. And as you said, Danny Lane's experience, her pedigree, um, putting a disappointment and not starting aside and coming on and giving us a performance like that was superb. Not only does she bring um, a physical presence, but she brings a, a calm in nature. She runs the seam, finds herself in real good spaces, and she did that for a finish and, and took it well. And as you said there, Ella Humphrey and Emily, we, we brought them to kind of give us a little bit more of a threat up top and running behind and, and be a nuisance and that's what they can be but in a good way and Ella Humphrey getting as I said putting it on to Danny Lane for the first and then getting herself a goal out that'll, that'll give them confidence and it just shows that as I keep saying we've got a start in 11 that today we decided to keep the same team from last week because of the performance and we've got to finish in 11 and that finish in 11 have, have essentially won the game 2-0 in that second half so just shows the quality we have and obviously we look forward now to a big one on Sunday. Jay Sadler there speaking after Sunday's 4-0 win at London Bees, which has put Pompey back on top of the league standings. Next up, the girls are back in FA Cup action and back at Wesley Park. This coming Sunday, they take on arch rivals Southampton with a place in the fourth round of the competition up for grabs. We'll be taking an extensive look ahead to the South Coast Derby on Friday's episode of the Football Hour. OK, on to off-field matters now and focus on the Pompey Supporters Trust. Well, last week it was announced that Treasurer Donald Vass had been moved up to become the new chair of the organisation, replacing Simon Colbrick in that position with Simon taking over Donald's treasurer duties. The PST and Donald in particular have been extremely helpful and supportive to us over the years, inviting us to exciting events such as the recent unveiling of the Jimmy Dickinson statue, for example, as well as coming on to Express FM to keep us all up to date with everything that's going on 
within the PST. And with that in mind, I'd like to, of course, congratulate Donald on his new role, one of which I'm absolutely sure he will thrive in and deliver the very best to all concerned within the Pompey Supporters Trust, as well, of course, to the wider Blues community too. Following the news, Donald was once again kind enough to provide us with his thoughts on the matter, as well as his aims and objectives and the kind of things he'd like to achieve as part of his new role. It's important for me now as the new chair to make sure fans still feel the PSC is relevant and actually plays an important role at Pompey, not just in the club's past, but in its present and future as well. So for me, the PSC has three main functions. The first of those is celebrating the past. We're really fortunate to have a really rich and varied history at our club that we're really proud of. We want to preserve and celebrate that and pass that on to younger generations. So, for example, we've just completed the Jimmy Dickinson statue uh, as a project we led and delivered ourselves. Uh, I'm sure fans have seen it and hopefully really enjoy it. Uh, We work with the club really regularly and the History Society as well on projects like that and the 125th Anniversary Committee to make sure that the club's past is really celebrated and preserved. The second big thing we do is improve the experience for fans here in the present. We do that through regular dialogue with the club on a big range of issues such as ticketing, stadium, food and drink. Uh, We take an active lead on channels like the Tony Goodall Fans Conference where we put questions from supporters to the club, hold them to account on that and then publish the answers ready for fans to sort of uh, see see what the club has said. Uh, We take a really big role in the matchday experience working group as well. So just making sure that the experience of fans is is right there at the forefront of the club's decision making process. We're really keen to get supporters more involved in that and make sure we're listening to you more. So one of the first things I'm going to do is set up a survey for fans just so we can better understand what your priorities are and what are the things that you care about, what matters to you, so that can inform our engagement with the club. The third big thing that we do is look after the future of the club and actually safeguard its future. Uh, Fans will obviously know we've had a chequered history of owners in the past. Uh, So we meet with our owners quarterly and we have, I think, a really good working relationship with them. We see ourselves as a kind of critical friend, so we're just there to check what they're doing, make sure that their long-term plans for the club are sensible. Uh, We're always prepared to have robust discussions and disagreements where they're needed, uh, but we've got a good working relationship with the owners and we're looking forward to continuing that. Um, We also do a bit of work in independently reviewing the club's accounts each year just to sort of spot any early warning signs if there were to be any. One of our board members, Ashley Brown, works for the Football Supporters Association as well, so we do a bit of work with him making sure that we're protecting not just Pompey's future but that of the wider game. So, for example, uh, when there was the fan-led review into football governance we had an evidence session there where we could feedback some of the lessons learned from Pompey and hopefully protect some other clubs as well Uh, so yeah I'm really looking forward to getting started as the new chair of the Pompey Sports Trust and looking forward to meeting uh, more fans on the match day as well really appreciate your support as ever yeah big thanks and congratulations once more to the new chair of the Pompey Supporters Trust Donald Vass for speaking to me over the weekend about his new role and the very very exciting times ahead for not just him but for the PST as a whole as well. And that just perfectly brings to an end what has been a great episode of Footblower here on 93.7 Express FM. A big thank you to everybody who tuned in to this evening's episode and a big cheers, of course, to Stagecoach Across for South for supporting another season of the show here on Express FM. Big thank you to everyone who got involved on the social media platforms as well. A couple of messages we didn't get quite the time to read out this evening, but we will, of course, highlight when we return on Friday evening. And, of course, the biggest of thank yous goes to my two guests for this evening's conversation. First and foremost, Tom Malley for joining us over the powers of the internet. Tom, it's been great to have you. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to speak to us this evening. 
Pleasure as always, always, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> and likewise, those sentiments are echoed to Sam Macy as well. Sam, thank you very much. And uh, we will catch up with you, I'm, I'm pretty sure, very, very soon. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, cheers, Jake. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Well, that's about it for tonight then. No midweek game for the Blues this time around. We are back with the next Football Fix on Over the White Line this coming Wednesday with Henry Deacon from 6 through till 7, going through all the local sports news, non-league events, and, of course, touching upon the Pompey women's as well. I'll be back on Friday night with the Football Hour to preview two massive games over the course of next weekend. Pompey women against Southampton on Sunday and the men's visit at Bolton Wanderers to Fratton Park this time next week. Until then, Pompey fans, have a great evening and take care. Good night.